0: Let us pray together. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, thank you to Naomi for reading that lesson for us. Now, I don't know whether you've seen these two programs on the television, Long Lost Family, or Who Do You Think You Are? I've seen them occasionally, but my wife, Frances, finds them fascinating, is often watching them, especially the fact that for so many people, knowing where they've come from is somehow really necessary to them. Those who've lost their roots need to find them. For many, tracing lost fathers and mothers is really important. Until recently, I've not been particularly preoccupied with my ancestry, and perhaps that's because I hail from a small family. My dad's younger brother married my mum's younger sister, so we're actually a very small uh, family. I only have two cousins, whereas my wife's got 21. And I know most of my relatives um, in most recent generations. But I guess it was my father's death earlier this year, that led me to think a bit more about identity, heritage and legacy. You see, I've inherited my dad's family trees. Clearing out his house has yielded all sorts of family treasures. And what's more, I now have in my possession dad's late cousin's boxes of family research records. Jahan was a genealogist extraordinaire, and she and her late husband were into genealogy in a big way. Having all this information, I feel duty-bound to carry it forward, a job perhaps for my retirement, as I certainly don't have any spare time to deal with it now. Nevertheless, it's intriguing tracing the past and trying to climb our family tree. we often find there's a story to tell, just like those on TV programmes that I've mentioned. Now, Dad's late cousin, Jahan, was particularly interested in her father's life, and I have boxes of information about him. Edward Miles died when Jahan was young, and he served briefly in the First World War. He was a tutor also to the daughters of the Maharaja. But then, during the Second World War, he sadly drowned when his ship, the Arandora Star, was torpedoed off of the Irish coast by a German U boat. Unbeknown to the enemy, the Arandora Star had hundreds of German and Italians on board when she embarked on her voyage from Liverpool to Canada. And tragically, 800 passengers and crew were lost, including one Lieutenant Edward Miles. Now, in the paperwork about Edward Miles, the word lost occurs repeatedly. Yet strangely, reading about my uncle is a way of recovering him. So despite being lost at sea, as they say, He is not lost in my memory or my heart. Edward Miles was more than a name. He was part of my family line, and his legacy can live on in the hearts and minds of the Mileses today. And so there will be many people today who will be recovering lost people who've been lost in the wars, but making sure that they're remembered in their hearts and this recovery is part, I think, of what remembrance is all about. Lest we forget. For if we forget the sacrifices of those who gave their lives, the price they paid is also lost to us. Our freedom, as was said earlier, was tremendously costly. We must not lose that fact in our memories. So today we must also remember that everyone is precious to God. And that's why we need to seek to protect life and freedom and peace in all that we do today. I recall those words of Jesus. Aren't two sparrows sold only for a penny? But not one of them falls to the ground outside your father's care. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And they're powerful words. But it's easy to feel sometimes that we are lost or almost forgotten by God. But the verses in our Old Testament passage remind us of how precious we are to God and how precious everyone is to him, utterly precious. So much so, in fact, that we're inscribed on our Creator's palms. We are held in his hands. The passage continues what we call the second servant song and God speaks through the prophet Isaiah to the people who are in exile. He declares that they will be released or saved from bondage and will return to their land. As he once delivered Israel from slavery in Egypt, God will feed, provide for and protect his people on their way home from widespread dispersion. And this will be, and it's very clear in this passage, a mighty act of compassion. Did you hear that word? An expression of comfort too. And in time, it would lead to great rejoicing. The ruins of Zion or Jerusalem may appear abandoned by God or lost, but he has not forgotten her or left her. The imagery is rich here. And I want us to remember that people, when they've made sacrifices, when they've given their lives, are not forgotten by God. On the one hand, in this passage, God's people are portrayed by the prophet Isaiah as sheep, sheep being led by their shepherd to pasture. But on the other hand, and quite fascinating, the word for compassion in verse 13 actually derives from a Hebrew word which means womb, So it suggests that the prophet has an image of God's maternal, compassionate care in mind. And the word womb is repeated in verse 15. And we can also note that Jerusalem is described in female terms, that is, as God's daughter. So hence, the passage goes on to declare that God's love and faithfulness is greater than that of a mother nursing her child. What a wonderful image of God's love for us. So great that our faithful God has engraved his love for his people in his palms. An image that would find deep significance when we think of the cross. When those palms were nailed to a cross because. He gave his all for those he loved and yet he triumphed when all seemed lost, when pain and agony conflicts us or affects us. He transfigures that to glory and recreation. He gave his love for those who are lost. And isn't it interesting that when the disciples saw the risen Lord, he showed him the prince on his hands. Oh, my image in my head wonders whether the names of those people were on there. I'm probably not, but that's what I feel when I think of that. Isaiah fourteen nine reminds us that God cannot forget the people he loves. And the word is used four times in verses 14 to 15. We may move away from the living God but we are never lost in his heart. Our creator pursues us in love. So I want to challenge the expression lost today. It doesn't matter how anyone is defined or how they define themselves. Everyone is of worth to God and should be to us too. I don't think lost Is how God wants to see us, because Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So let's not forget today that over one and a quarter million British servicemen and women that died during the First and Second World Wars, let us hold them in our hearts. Let us think of that awful those awful incidents that are going on still today where people lose their lives the bloody wars that have claimed more than 80 million military and civilians over the years. And in our silent reflections, may we think of Jesus' love for them all and recall those words of his, greater love, there's no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. Such sacrifice, I believe, resonates in the heart of God. So today, I remember my granddad. He was a paratrooper during the Second World War in the 6th Airborne Regiment, a Red berry, And despite being blown up quite literally after a parachute jump, granddad survived that. And he went on to live into his 90s, but shrapnel still pushing through his body into old age. And yet he said, ''I'm a lucky man, Tony.'' He never showed me his medals, he never glorified war. He wanted to forget the horrors, the awfulness of losing so many of his mates. But I don't forget Grandad's sacrifice today. He's not lost in my memory, neither is Edward Miles. And I encourage you today to pause and give thanks. Just like the cross of Jesus, the poppy means loss but also hope. As war turned over the earth in the battlefields of northern France, poppy seeds suddenly flowered after being dormant for many years. Grandad taught me not to glorify war, but to put selfless love into action. And it's when we actually go about that selfless love that there is hope that blooms in the world. I give thanks today, and may we all remember those who've given their all for us. For God is the eternal Father, strong to save. Amen.